Now, dig this. Let me tell you a story about this life insurance company. Real quick story. This guy had his own life insurance company. He was a brother. And I'll tell you, life is about pimps and hoes <laughs> all the time. He had a life insurance company, right? Real fly. Dig this, right? As a life insurance agent, you have to, just like, you know, being a realtor, you have to find your business, right? Right. right. He had it to where he had a marketing campaign online to where if you push the button, like on Facebook, you would get to a screener. The screener will ask you questions. If you qualify, the screener will put you in touch with an agent. So after the pre-qualifications, yeah, the screener will call like me and say, hey, Mark, I got such and such on the phone. They're ready to go. Uh, yep. At this age, this, this, that, I'll take the phone. Hey, how you doing, ma'am? Hold on, hold on, Mark. Hold on, Mark. What'd that sound like, Naria? What's that sound like? Was like, call. You, yeah, it's exactly <laughs> how we get leads, bro. Go ahead. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. So we're getting leads, right? It's a lead generation program. Mm-hmm. So he's, uh, I pick up the phone. He's on the other phone. You know, I'm like, hey, how you doing, man? I'm reading his script. You gotta, you gotta go through the whole script. Right. Get him on notice this big emotional. Have you ever died before, man? <laughs> you know, have you, do you know somebody that died? <laughs> and then you string them along and they'd be like, yeah, our body insurance. And you're selling this highway fucking robbery insurance, right? Uh-huh. Here's the pimp. And I commend this brother for his pimping, but I had to get out of it because I saw that I was not part of the pimping, <laughs> right? <laughs> so he has 12 cubicles set up. You had to pay $300 a month to sit at a cubicle. But the cubicle was hot. You get the phone calls all day. Mm-hmm. Right? 12 cubicles, $300 a month off the top. He's getting 40% of your deals. You make 100, he getting 40 of that. If the deal go bad, you got to pay back 100% of the deal. Oh, no. And he don't have to pay his, his 40? <laughs> Hey, right, listen, listen, sweetheart. Listen, oh, he, sweetheart. Listen. It, Put that, your hands on the steering wheel. And I need you to say, I'm in charge. <laughs> listen, bro. He was that's some <laughs> pimping. That's some real pimping. That's pimping. It's pimping, pimping. <laughs> bro, it's pimping. Look, I knew it was pimping when I was like, look, bro, uh man, a lot of these cars went bad. Uh shit, I'm gonna have to opt out. I can't do the 300 this month. Hey Mark, listen, bro. Don't worry about the 300. I got you. Just keep selling, keep working, and it's gonna start to pan out. He did that for me for three months. <laughs> <laughs> he was opting out every month. <laughs> Straight, bro. Then I realized, bro, I'm sitting in that motherfucking dog. I ain't never told nobody this, nigga. And then they repossess my motherfucking car, cuz. I remember that, nigga. I'm your boy. I've been with you every step. <laughs> They came and repossessed my car, nigga, in that nigga parking lot, bro. I'm in the building on 10 mile, on Telegraph and 12 mile at the Apex or the Onyx building, one of them. Um, that was it for me. And then I hit Scott up, bro, after that. And uh, I was making $75 a day. You know what I'm saying? I was making nowhere near the money that I was making, period. And my fiance, I asked her to double down on me. Yeah. Um, give me a minute. 
you know, I'm trying to learn something. Cause Scott was a, he's a, he's about a book worker. You know what I'm saying? Like nothing's, there's no shortcuts. Um, everything's on the square. That's a contractor's term. Um, you know, all his lines, you know, he take pride in his building. He, he's, he's a detailed guy, somebody that I could appreciate learning from myself. I'm a detailed guy myself, right? So I knew he wasn't really a slouch. I, I missed a part. But let me let me, let me me put a part in there. After my car got repossessed, my cousin P hit me up. My cousin Perry, he's been a real estate guy for a long time. He said, hey, bro, come work for me out in Pontiac. It's just demo in this building. You can demo a building. Just tear it down and take the stuff out. I'm like, bet, no problem. He's like, I'm going to pay you, dog. You know, I heard about the insurance shit, and I'm going to take make sure you straight. So this was Pimps and Hoes Part 2. <laughs> so he hires me to renovate this commercial building. Long story short, at the end of the job, I should have made at least $80,000, right? He paid me like mm, $17,000, if that. I'm exaggerating like a motherfucker. But that's the scale. He really pimped me out of that whole little bit right there, right? Once I really started to learn the business and the numbers. So from there, I started working with Scott. And that's when I really decided to learn a skill. I had to humble myself. I had to get behind a leader as a grown man. Um, I had to say to myself, it wasn't too late to learn a new skill. Yeah. You know? Because I was after the bag, bro. I would hear about these brothers making this money, doing these houses and all of this flipping houses and all of this type of shit. And I wanted to get in, too. You know what I'm saying? I'm sitting back and I'm watching them have fun and all of that. I'm like, dog, shit. You know, niggas bleed just like me. They think just like me. Why can't I do it? Like, I can do what I see people doing. You know what I mean? I could have been a doctor if I wanted to. Because guess what? The medical books are in English and I can read. Right. So, um... I got with Scott, bro. I took two steps back, take six steps forward. I worked under Scott for like two and a half years. After the first year, I started to realize I was working with Scott as like his apprentice. So I'm in his shadow. And he's working with other contractors, Mm -hmm. right? So I'm realizing what he's paying the other contractors, right? You know, a Mike Roby would come through, get a check. You know what I'm saying? Other guys would come through, get a check. I'm like, damn, he's just getting paid so much more than me. I realized this, bro. I realized that these guys showed up with their tools. These guys showed up knowing what to do. And they showed up with their tools. So I started to buy my own tools. My first tool was a Sawzall. Then I bought a sledgehammer and a crowbar. I wanted to make sure that when I was called to do a demo job, I didn't need anybody's tools. I didn't borrow anything and it'd get you more money. So I had to invest in myself. You know what I'm saying? So it went from demoing to framing to, you know, I'm, I'm always carrying this in, carrying that in, bringing Scott's tools to this truck and stuff like that. You know, really humbling myself to learn, you know what I'm saying? Because he knew I was soaking it up. I'm, I'm a thousand questions a day. Mm-hmm. How you do this? Why are we doing that? How you do this? What you do that for? All of this. I'm soaking this motherfucker up. You feel me? Mm-hmm. I'm sitting behind Scott on record every day, you know, yep. in my mind. 
And we would talk. We developed a great relationship. That's my motherfucking best. That's one of my best friends, bro, like you. And um, I told him, you know, one year we was talking where we want to be at next year and stuff like that. And I said, shit, bro, next year I'm going to be in your position. So that means you got to get a different position. Hold, hold on, hold on. I want to stop. Hold on. I want to stop you because um, I just uh, I was talking to you about that. I was talking to you about that. Um, when I first came here, there were certain yeah. realtors I talked to every day. In the morning, I go talk to Harry and sit in his office for twenty minutes. When Jen came in, whenever she came in, what's up for the day? I'm in her office. Same like that. These are the people that mentioned me. These were my um. The people that taught me the game, taught me real estate, how to was, be successful. Mm-hmm. Every everybody day. needs a rabbit. Everybody needs a rabbit. Yep. Everybody needs a rabbit. You should never be able to catch your rabbit while your rabbit's running. Your rabbit should always be able to outpace you, period. So by the time you stop or by the time your rabbit stops, you're the rabbit now. Mm-hmm. And you got people chasing you now. That's who's going to help sustain you. That's who's going to help me not have to put on knee pads and do a floor. Right. right. The next people that I, that I train up. So Scott was my rabbit. And I chased the shit out of him. And um, I got skilled. I bought every tool that he had. You know what I'm saying? If he had it, I wanted it. Not off competition. Because I felt like if I wanted to get a bag like he was getting a bag, shit, I need to have all that too. You know, you understand what I'm saying? Right. So it grew from me being a laborer to him really teaching me the skills. You know, he was like saying like, hey, compartmentalize all this stuff. Learn something first and master it. Then learn that and master that. Then learn that and master that. So that's what happened. Went from painting to floors to bathrooms to tile, you know, so so to everything. Now there's nothing that I can't do in the house, even to like small electrical and small plumbing and stuff like that. Um, hold on, honey, so, hold, on, let, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to uh, slow down and let you get it, get Naria get in with a question. I got two questions for you. Sure. What advice would you give to someone that's starting or quitting, either quitting their job and starting a new career or just diving into someone, into something else? And... What do you feel like was like the turning point where it's just like, okay, I can't go back. Like I'm stuck with this. Let's, let's do it. You got to learn. You got to look at nature. Sometimes mother nature will teach you a lot. Mm-hmm. Nature shows us a lot of things about growth. Look at the, what is it? The crab or the, or the one of those sea animals, one of those uh, bottom feeders. What they do is uh they'll get in a shell and they'll live in that boy. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they'll grow. And they'll outgrow it. Then they'll expand to the point where they have to come out of that shell and they got to move. So you got to reach that point first. You got to reach that tipping point to where you feel like, you know what? I've mastered everything here. There's nothing here for me. I need to move forward. It's either going to be that burning desire or it's going to be the complacency burning you up. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, my advice to a young person who wants to do their own business, I would really say hobby it up until you begin to learn how to make some money off of it. Mm-hmm. 
and then put all of the energy that you can after your regular job into it. Okay. You have to do that first. You have to maintain your regular job. Take what you want to do. Make that shit your hobby until it starts to produce some money for you. Once that begins to produce some money for you, you got to kind of move from there, but you don't just jump from one thing to the other without planning it out. You have to be strategic. You got to plan this shit out. You got to have some type of plan. It might not be the best plan, but you need to have a plan and you got to have some fucking guts and you got to be willing to knuckle up when it gets tough. You got to be willing to sacrifice what you eat and how much you sleep. And if you're not able to do your regular job and what it is that you're willing to do without a job, there's no way you can do it because you're the entrepreneurial position is going to require so much more of you. Like you really got to work for the bag, but the bag is worth working for. You're going to put in 40 hours somewhere. Yeah. When you put it in for yourself and that bag is, is bigger at the end of the week, right. yeah, that's worth it. Right. I'll put in 40 hours. I'll do a 12-hour day. You know what I'm saying? If I can, oh, well, I'm going to make, what, $2,000 today? I'm there all day. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to work till the job is done. We're going to leave. I'm going to get my check. You know, I'm gonna, you know find something else. We'll keep it going. Um, you know, it's just got to be, it's got to be in you. Do what, do what burns you, you know? If you took if it if, if it was taken away from you, you would ultimately fight to get it back. Right. Do that. You know what I'm saying? So whatever that is. It might not it, it might be something different. Like me me saying that it sounds so vague in general. Let me detail that up for you. I like to build, I like to leave things better than when I left them. I like to see that look on people's face when I finish their house and they'd be like, damn, that's just such a great feeling. They'd be right. like, here's a bonus check. <laughs> you know, um, I can take a vacation if I want to. Yeah. It's, a, it's some freedom that I have now, but I work, you know what I'm saying? I, I put in my hours, you know, I work smart still. I don't really work unnecessarily hard. I will pay somebody to come do the work um, and still make my money. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my advice would be, Find out what you're passionate about equaled with where is the bag? Because mm-hmm. sometimes your passion leaves your ass broke. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? You got to find your passion in the bag. Find the bag first, then find a passion inside of that joint. And don't be afraid to change your hat. You know what I'm saying? Don't be afraid to be this, that. You know, I had one person tell me, if, 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 if people aren't telling you are you doing too much? Or if you, I'm not, let me say that right. If people are telling you, are you doing too much? You're doing it. You're doing it. You need to be doing too much. Right. You need to be doing a lot. You need to be doing all of that. You need to be doing this, that, that, this. Do all of that. You know, if it's in you to do it, do it. You know, don't let nobody tell you what you can and what you can't do or what's for you and what's not for you. You know, everybody not going to see your dream. Everybody, everybody not going to have a vision. You understand what I'm saying? I mentioned to some guys like, hey, man, I make like anywhere between six to $10,000 a month. You should come work with me. Oh, no, nah, dog. Oh, no, nah, dog. You know what I'm saying? 
they don't understand. And you can't make them understand. So don't expect people to support you. When you go out in the business for yourself, you will have no support from your family, from your friends. Don't expect that support because they're probably trying to open up a business too. They're probably in the same boat that you're in. Two hands tied down. They can't help you. So your help is going to come from strangers and other clientele and stuff like that. Expect that so you don't feel disappointed. You don't have those uh, lowered expectations. You know, even when you have expectations and it don't fall through, you get disappointed. So if you can put your expectations in the right place as an entrepreneur, that helps. Um, learning how to stress yourself as an entrepreneur and not to overstress yourself, that helps. You know, um, just knowing those key components. That's what I would tell somebody young is that you're going to feel some pressure and you're going to feel some freedom. You got to find a balance because right. to, on the side of each spectrum can hurt you. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. I, I was. Oh, go ahead. He said, uh, "I, yeah, you did." I got another question though. Oh dang, I just forgot. <laughs> Hold on. Well, I'll say this, and hopefully you, you remember it. I was gonna say too, man. Um, I had people tell me doing this when I was younger because I really should have been doing this when I was younger. That's the that's the guys on the truth. It was kind of hard though at some point because I was a single dad of three kids, raising them. Um, but still, I could I could have made a way. Saying all that to say. I shied away from it because they was like, oh, well, that's hard work and you're going to have to do that. Listen, you ain't going to be successful without putting in hard work in anything. It don't matter what it is. It's going to be hard. Everything's going to be I told my son, I said, listen, anything you do to be successful, it's going to be hard. Everything's hard. Everything. Ain't nothing easy. Mm-hmm. Nothing. No, no. You got you to put some sweat equity into it. 